Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Hey guys out there in podcast land, man, so glad to be back with you guys. I'm back from the DR. Yes. And Miss Mona's back from her little mini <laughs> little, vacation. Little camping trip. Little camping trip. <laughs> I went a little bit farther than you went. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, you did. Um, great to be back. Um, man, what you'll catch one story from this week. I could tell a bunch how God worked, but I shan't not. <laughs> I will tell just the one, but what a week it was for me mm-hmm. and for everybody that was, was with me on the trip. So, good morning. Good morning. Well, it's morning for us. Yeah, that's right. We it never know when us. they're listening. Yeah. It could be any time, but we're glad they're listening. Yes, so glad. I <laughs> um, had a long conversation with um, Pastor Rick and Jared yeah. about this ministry. And, really? And they, Rick, Rick listens. Good. Uh, so, um, Jared, I don't think so yet. <laughs> so hopefully we'll after um, this week with me. And um, I encourage him. We listen to one part of one together. So mm-hmm. anyway, hey, we're in Ephesians. We're going to take a little bit of a break today from um, Hebrews chapter 11. And well, we're it's just now, a little sidetrack. A little sidetrack. Yeah, a little break. A little, it's connected. Yeah. every You just need that every once in a while. You need <laughs> to let go and move somewhere else before people get too too tired with it. So that's what we're doing today. So we're in Ephesians chapter 3. This is one of Miss Mona's um, rabbit trails. <laughs> well, you're the one that brought it up. <laughs> I brought it up. She said, we're talking about that next you week. You brought it up, yeah, but it was a good thing to talk about. Oh, it's great. This is one of those passages as uh, we were praying before. Yeah, imagine that. We actually pray before we come <laughs> online. And all God's scripture is God-breathed. Yes. Period. Every You, you go through it for reproof, for correction, all those things. I left out too, but that's okay. But there are just some passages that do have greater meaning at yes, times yeah. that show parts of God's nature, character, abilities than others, and something you can just put your fingernails in and grab hold to and hold tight. And this is one. Yep. It really speaks about the ability of God. Right. And I think we forget it sometimes. Yep. And we take it for granted. <clears throat> And as a result, we fail to look at God as we should. Yep. Put too much confidence in ourselves and our own abilities, and we don't trust God when we should. Yep. So there's my introduction to it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. And so I'm all, you're going to read verse 20 and 21. You're going to read both sure. verses. You're going right, to read. So. You, did you want to pray first? Okay. Father, we love you. And we just seek your face. And God, as already said, Lord, we come and we ask you to open up this passage before us. We ask that you would preach this, Father, and teach this, and that you would guide us through this, and that we today would say the things that you would have us to say. And um, God, we're going to love you for it. And just we ask you to use it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, Ephesians three twenty and 21 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. 
And we came to this first. I just want to remind people, or if you haven't, didn't listen to the episode, you can go back Shame and listen to it. Shame on you if you didn't. <laughs> um, that last week when we were talking about Abraham, and, it, and in Hebrews 11, it says that Abraham knew that God was able. And so then we jumped off into, we linked to this verse um, about God being able. And in the blog that I wrote, um, I kind of wanted to build a bridge between those that, that episode and this episode because we said we were going to talk about this. So, um, <laughs> and just as I was writing that blog, um, it was very cool to um, look and see the different places. And I only mentioned a few, but the different places where it talks about that God is able, and um, and the beauty of those truths that are there in the Word. And so if we only focus on one, but just know, and if you read that blog, um, but know that it is throughout the Bible that God is able. Yeah, and in other other places, I know in the (laughs) Old Testament, several times God says, is my arm too short to save? So, and it's the same, basically the same wording in a sense. It's the same meaning that God can do whatever God desires to do. Right. It's not a, it's not, it's never a question of ability. Right. It's a question of, is this God's will? Right. You know, right. it's not like God's not... Let me just give you what I believe uh, comes to my mind. When the the three boys were standing in the fire, mm-hmm. at the fire, in front of King Nebuchadnezzar there in Daniel chapter 3, and they said, God, our God can save us, but yeah. if not... Right. And it wasn't that he couldn't save, it's that he might choose not to. Right. He does not save everybody. Right. You know, not everybody is is healed. Right. Not every. I mean, this could go way deep into a very deep conversation <laughs> about who gets healed or don't. But you know, it's just God's not. It's not His plan for everybody to be right. healed. Now, let me rephrase that. Sometimes we get the best healing of all. We get to go to heaven. Yes. I will say this again and again and again. So often, the Christian has the worst vision of what death really is. Death right. is a door to actual life. Absolutely. Um, does it hurt on this side? Oh my goodness! Yes, yes absolutely. Right. Is there grief? Yes. yes, we never grieve as those with no hope. But that is the ultimate healing is right. to go to heaven with Jesus. Right. That's what a Christian lives for, is it not? Yep. Or should live for. Yes. Um, and I've really been moved by that, just mm-hmm. that thought this week in the DR. What's our, I, one of my points yesterday in my sermon was, what is our purpose in life? Right, right. Um, I'm really struggling with that truth. Just sort of me and you talking here a little bit but. For the average Christian, what what is your purpose? Is right. it to be a disciple, or is to see you can get the most toys? Right. I don't know. Anyway, that's I know that's a rabbit, so I'm not gonna chase that. So let's dive in. But it does sort of speak to um, one of the things that I said on the podcast last week when we mentioned these verses is I think too many times, especially this these two verses, and I honestly just heard it this morning on the. Uh, local Christian radio show, um, that we attribute these verses to a monetary or materialistic um, gain. And that's not necessarily what what it is. God may choose to bless you materialistically. He may choose to bless you in a monetary way, but that's not necessarily what is being spoken of here. Yeah, I don't. Then I mean I know people do look. I, right. I don't see money in this nowhere. <laughs> right. Nowhere. Nowhere. Right. You know. I laugh. I got asked a question this week. Oof. 
Then you got to get careful when you, even when you go to foreign countries and they, let's have a Q&A time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I got to ask a question. And my, my, and you know, sometimes you come out with it and my response was, that's not even the context of the passage you're talking right. about. Yep. You know, you're asking me a question based on something that's not even the context of the passage. I know people that will take this as monetary. I'm like, right. th- there's no discussion of money, money anywhere in, in this, right. in the whole book of Ephesians. Right. right. Why would you run to that? Just speaks of people's. I'm gonna be just, guys. I don't feel great this morning, Hank's so got, Hank's a little tired. So, so <laughs> that speaks to our greedy hearts when they start pulling out yep, stuff absolutely. about monetary stuff here. Yep. It just speaks to their greedy heart. Yep. You're all you, your money is your God, and you're just looking to make more money. Forget Jesus. Forget all that. I just want the money, and that's just a stinking sorry attitude. Now you may say I <laughs> do, but just being, I mean, you can't stop people. Text without context is pretext. Yep. And that's not how God's word is to be translated right. or handled. Right. Because, man, it can lead you down some very, very bad, dark paths of false religion. Right. Because um, that's all false religions do is they take stuff out of context and build theology upon one little scripture. Anyway, now that I've... <laughs> I just I just can't stand it when folk do that. Miss Murray's like, you guys are getting a real hate today again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a different real hate today, not the silly one, but the one that's just like, I don't have time for that, man. Yep. Yeah, this is really, let me give you the last thing, then I'm going to let you jump, um, jump in. This is really a, a doxology right here. You know, yes. in, in Ephesians, I've told you before, we dealt with chapter one. Remember, chapters one through three are about doctrine yep. and the Christian life. And chapters four through six is about duty um, how to live this life. And so he's really gone through the first two chapters. Well, he starts out in chapter one with the doxology, uh, with the uh, prelude, a uh, prayer time, a praise time. And then he gets into a lot of doctrine in the end of chapter one and all of chapter two. Good gravy, chapter two was just opened up to me this week, too. And chapter three, down through verse 14. And he gets to verse 14. And, and I have written in my Bible clearly, I'm pointing it out to Miss Mona right mm-hmm. there. It says a bridge passage. Right. It's a doxology. Yes. Another prayer time. Yes. It's a break. He takes a breather and he's he's like, everything I've just said, let me put it in a, a prayer time, a context, and a little bubble like, and then we're going to go into this. So in the midst of that, he says, everything I've said, it may seem hard. It may seem like you can't do it, but here's how you do it. Mm-hmm. And it's all wrapped up in God and Jesus. Yes. Yes. Um. Sorry if I got preachy. No, uh, no, I don't know where to go from there. Um, <laughs> Just dive in. Okay, it's all good. Well, we, you know, as you read those verses, and um, as I was looking up the words, um, I, I found it interesting to think that it's really saying beyond, beyond, um, because it's saying that um, that the far more abundantly is far more is a beyond and abundantly is beyond so it's really saying a beyond beyond um love it when the scripture there's other places where it does that it uses a word two or three times yeah, like that yeah to make a point yes. beyond beyond yes <laughs> sounds like when i was speaking this week spanish down in in the dominican Republic. beyond beyond oh for my dr people that are listening in spanish um dios de bendiga God there bless you, go. you guys oh he and learned some jesus cristo es el salvador y el señor there you go so God bless you guys. Um, so as we think about what 
he is saying here was saying that um, to him, which is God, obviously, who is able to do beyond, beyond, um, that the things that he is able to do is beyond anything that we can think about. It's anything that we can ask for. It's beyond anything that we anticipate him doing. Um, and sometimes, and it even, and it says, um, one of the translations, I don't know which one, talks about more, even more than you can imagine, because it's beyond our finite human mind what we can think about. Exactly. Well, true. And then I told you earlier, when you really break it down, it's really four stages in this. Yes. So he says, now to him who is able, that's stage one. And then it's as if the Holy Spirit, what he's really telling us right there, he says, but that's not all. Right. To do far more abundantly, beyond, beyond. Yep. That's stage two. Then he says, but that's not enough. Then all we can ask. Right. But that's not enough. Or think. Yes. Can God wants to wants to and can do, will do, is able to do stuff you flat can't even imagine. Yes. You know, we know the uh was it Mercy Me song, I can only imagine, and right. it's talked about being in presence. But at the same point, there's just some things you can't imagine that God says, I'm willing to do for you if you would open yourself up to the working. Oh, this is good stuff. Yep, yep. Open yourself up to the working of the Holy Spirit in and through your life and let me be king and master. Yes. But the problem is we want to grip and grab hold to and control our life. When good gravy, how much powerful and stronger and mightier and wonderful would it be if we just said, God, here am I, send me. God, here am I, use me. God, here right. am I, let me. Yep. Why not me? Right. Why does it got to be them? Why not me? Right. That you can just work through. Funnel your, re because all of this is also based upon, if you read it, based upon everything that's talking about that we'll have the, um, being we're being rooted and grounded in love, that strength to comprehend with all the saints what's the breadth, length, and the height, knowledge. Know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Remember, the fullness of God deals with the the strength of God, resurrection power, and mm. it just goes on and on and on and on. That God says, I can do through you like I did through Jesus when I resurrected him. Yes. And then like I did through every other Old Testament major biblical character, <laughs> Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Isaiah, Malachi, Micah, all these guys that I worked through and did great things, Elijah, Elisha, I can do it through you. You're just not a willing right. recipient. Right. And, and sometimes um, when I have thought about these verses recently in the last couple of years, I have thought about the fact that we, when those things happen to us, we don't recognize the fact that it is God doing abundantly beyond anything that we could ask or imagine that we, we just don't see it that way. Um, our minds don't um, just don't think that way. And we need to make sure that we do think that way so that we can know and acknowledge when God is indeed working. Um, you know, I was, I mentioned last week the the buying our house out here. And I was telling Hank earlier about the, um, a little bit about the story and, and, I struggled kind of this week with thinking, well, that's kind of a materialistic application of this verse. <laughs> but then I went back and read um, 
a little post that I had written about it and there was so much more to it. And there was, there was more to it because it was, I was allowing through that situation, allowing God to shape my thoughts and my heart, um, that I was not fearful. I had a moment, (laughs) but then I gave it to God and I wasn't fearful about what was going to happen with the closing of our house. And I had compassion on the people who couldn't buy our house. And I had um, faith that God had indeed called us to come here and was going to provide for us. And though it didn't seem possible. Um, And so, but when we don't allow our minds to focus on Christ and to focus on what he's doing, then we miss all that and we don't realize his ability and we don't realize that he is indeed able to do those things, to do anything. And that I think that's the key is that we have to realize he is able. Right. I, I do think we have a, as you were talking and I was going to play devil's advocate and all that, but here's, here's the only devil. It's, it's no devil's advocate in that. It's just the fact that we don't open ourselves up to it. Right. We are so programmed. Mm-hmm. I know some, some of you guys that think you cannot speak ill of America and what all, and I love our country, but we have so ingrained in ourselves to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps mm-hmm. to do it ourselves that we never, we've now taken that over into our spiritual context of, well, I need to do it. Right. God doesn't need to do it through me. And that's why we read, God helps those who helps themselves. Yeah. You will find that no. nowhere in the no. Bible. No. What the Bible <laughs> teaches is God says, when you are weak, then I am strong. Right. When you can't do anything, right. then I can do anything. Yes. And everything. Yes. That's what this verse is teaching in a right. sense is that when you can't do it, I'll make the way when there is no way. I love this. I was reminded of this this week. Um, I wonder if I could find it really quickly. It's it's when they were crossing the Red Sea. Now, you know, Moses was a great guy, and, but nobody wants to stand there. You have the uh, Egyptian army behind you, and you're just sitting there, and you see the Pharaoh coming and all that stuff. And so they, oh, there it is. And they're getting ready to cross it. And in Exodus chapter 14, and starting at verse 15, 13, excuse me, the Lord had spoke to him. It says, and Moses said to people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you only have to be silent still. There are sometimes you don't do the fighting. Yep. You stand silently and stand still and watch in amazement. The ability. So that was your story. My story was crazy this week. I had probably the biggest God moment of my life. Um, and as far as sharing, and I'm going to say this really quickly. So we're there. We're doing street evangelism and had a great morning. Um, and so we, we round this corner, and there's these uh, 11 guys playing street baseball. Now, I played you know in high school and college baseball, and so I love baseball, and I'm like, dude. You think they'd let me swing? So I asked my my interpreter, the guy leading us, and um, I asked Rick, Vi, and Jared, and, and then Jeff, D, our interpreter, and I said, you think they'd let me swing? And you could tell they were looking like, oh, my lanta, you're going to embarrass yourself, <laughs> Hank. And they're like, I don't know. We can walk over there and see. And so you so walk over there, and these guys are like, okay, okay. And you can tell they were sort of crazy. 
And so they throw it, and I, I hit a couple, and um, then I pitched a little bit. So, but I made this connection with them mm-hmm. of through baseball, and so then, so I, and I told, I laughed and told you, I said I was so spiritual going over there. I never once had a thought about shooting <laughs> gospel. <laughs> It's so sad, isn't it? They never. I just want to go hit a hit a what I thought was a baseball or a little ball. It was this top thing that they they make over there, and so I never once had that thought. Sorry, sue me. And I was worried about hitting it, but the moment I pitched and I struck the guy out, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm not leaving without sharing the gospel." Mm-hmm. Now, these guys and I have a connection. Yep. And I the literally that quickly, but here's God that quickly, he took my little feeble unfaithful mind at the moment and said remember hank paul said i am all things to all men so that i might win some and so i looked at them and said hey you guys have given me a privilege and and the opportunity to play ball with you can i give you an opportunity to go to heaven with me and i sat down and here's the great thing and i could cry i had the privilege of leading all 11 of those guys to the lord all over a stupid baseball game Yes. How amazing is that? Yep. You talking about God being, if he can use a white dude from Chatham <laughs> in Santo Domingo, Dominican <laughs> Republic, with a bunch of 11 and 12-year-olds playing street ball, yep. to use that to bring up the conversation of salvation, to lead those guys to the Lord, oh, my lanta. Yes. I, when I was, when I was literally, here's here's, you know, Call it lack of faith. I don't, I don't care because that's probably what it was. I was thinking, man, if I could just get one of them. Right. I would have said that would have been overjoyed. For sure. Right. You know, or two. At the most, <laughs> a couple. And I, I figured, you know, they're 11, 12. They're going right. to laugh and you know, right. go back. At that age, I would have probably been like, man, I'm playing baseball. I ain't got time to listen to you. Right. Yet God, in his sovereignty mm-hmm. and providence, it was that moment he chose to lead those guys to the Lord. And that was just... All I could say is thank you, Lord, yep. for letting me be a part. Right. Right. Just crazy. Right. But you can have stories like that if you open yourself up to God. Yes. Sometimes the things we think are the craziest mm-hmm. notions are actually straight from God to do something that you wouldn't believe. Yes. So <clears throat> what else is going on in that verse? Um. Well, you mentioned the power and that the power is not from us, but it's from God and, um, and that it's that, and we need to remember that we need to remember that, um, it's not our power that does it. Um, it's his power It's the resurrection power. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead, which you mentioned, um, because, you know, you're right. We too often fall into, you know, what can I accomplish through what can, what am I able to do? What, you know, and and that's not what it's all about. What's all about is what God can do. Um, I certainly <laughs> never dreamed that I'd be on a podcast, that I'd be writing devotions. And yet um, what God is able to do, because um, when presented the opportunity, I said, yes, Lord, I'll do what you asked right. me to do. And how many times do we have these desires and then we open them up and we're like, nah, God, nah, right. I can't do that. <laughs> Okay, so it makes no sense. I mean, I'm the same way. You know, I've been wanting to do it. I talked to my son. He'd heard it, you know, for years. I mean, I want to do a podcast. So then when the opportunity came, how would it have been for me to be like, nah, I don't. Right. Don't ask for something and God right. hand it to you. Right. And then you turn it down. Right. That's just craziness. Right. It's a definition of crazy in a sense. Right. But but I think also 
So we either think we have to do it on our own, or we look at Bible characters and we say, where they are in the Bible, look, they're these superhumans. Right. Uh, No such thing. (laughs) Um, If we read James chapter 5, talking about just one of them, Elisha, who, remember, I mean, I I love... (laughs) I say this every week, don't I? One of my favorite parts of the Bible. Okay, so when I get to heaven, I hope they have a big screen. And you can just say, God, can I see when this happens? And I'll, you know what I'm saying? Just to sanctify it, imagine it. I know I'm silly. I want to see when Elijah rolled up in there with Ahab and Jezebel. And he just walks in and says, yo, it's not going to rain no more right, until right. I say so. And then turns around and walks out. Yeah. Can you imagine the mocking that that guy took? <laughs> right. The Or Ahab just been going, what just happened? Right. And then it doesn't right. <laughs> not even do. Right. Yep. And so we would say, dude, he had power. Yeah, but it wasn't his power. Right. Because in James chapter 5, um, verse, what verse is that? Verse 16, at the very end, it says the power, no, verse 17, I'm talking about something else. Verse 17, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Yep. It's just a man. Just a man. That's what I'm saying. Right. Just a dude. Right. Who said, well, God, if you want me to go say that in front of the king, I will, but you don't want to make it not rain. See, it wasn't Elijah who didn't make it rain. Right. Before some of you guys think that it wasn't Elijah <laughs> who actually didn't make it rain, it was God who didn't make it rain. So he just, but he opened himself up. Right. And some of you guys that are so stuck in trying to do it your own self that you keep falling flat on your face, it's one of your noses aren't smushed flat. <laughs> you need to let God, yes, let Him work. Don't be afraid of the power, right. And, um, you know, and I put shared in my blog that in Romans 4, Paul talked about Abraham in another sense, believing that God was able as far as bringing, giving him the descendants that he promised. And I was struck this morning as I was reading that again, the fact that Abraham was fully convinced. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so then my question that, that came to my mind after that are, is, was, Am I fully convinced that God is able? Are you fully convinced that God is able? Oh, good um, question. And that's a great question to pose for ourselves because um, one of the things I love that Hank talks about in, is that you know we need to we really need to be self aware. We really need to yes. examine ourselves and where we stand in our faith and ask God to show us. Um, and and so I just thought that was a great question to am I fully convinced that God is able to do more abundantly beyond beyond anything that we can think or imagine? Because if we're not fully convinced of that, then we're not going to see it happen. Wow. And I'm sitting there going, and please, and my first thought was, please don't <laughs> think about she's talking monetarily. <laughs> no, I'm back to that. Not at all. Guys, I want you to understand <laughs> something. Man, what a truth. What a way to put that. Mm-hmm. God, God, see, God's not building your kingdom. God's building his yes, kingdom. And oh, my right. land, the time is running out. And now <laughs> I just got all kind of jacked up here. God is striving to build his kingdom. Yep. He wants to use you in the furtherance of that kingdom. He didn't care. I mean, God didn't care about your finances. Right. I mean, he does. He didn't want you broke. Well, he don't really care. <laughs> but 
It's more about his kingdom. That's what God is worried about. I'm sorry. You may think that's egotistical. God is worried about God's kingdom. Yes. Nothing else. Yes. And the building of it. Yes. And so should you. Hello. Right. That's what your life should be about. Let me circle back. We legit have two and a half minutes. <laughs> it circles back to what's your purpose. Yep. What I dealt with yesterday. What's your purpose in life? Right. And you have to be self-aware. You have to figure it out, man. Is your purpose is... Some would say, just to get out alive, well, honey, dude, if you don't come through Jesus, you're not going to get out alive. Right. If you don't, you're just sell out to the Lord. He'll do things through your life. I can give witness. God is doing things in my life that yep. I never would have imagined. Yep. Amen. I want to give him the credit and honor. Yep. You know, <laughs> going to the DR, doing what I did this week, um, pastoring this church. Yep. Um, going to Burma. The things that God's allowed me to do is overwhelming. Yep. So, anyway, what a great day. <laughs> Y'all all right? What a great passage. Absolutely. Amen. All right, girl. Hey, why don't you um, close in thought, prayer, and then I'll close as closes. Um, the thought that keeps coming to my mind during this whole 30 minutes, um, which really felt like five, was um, that we have an idea, and I think especially because we live in America, um, we have an idea that life is supposed to be a certain way right. and that it should be this way. And when things don't go that way, then we think, well, it's not supposed to be this way. The reality is, is that God is sovereign and God is in control and he is able to do far more abundantly than anything we can ask or imagine. And that may not look like the should be's that we have right. in our head. And so we need to determine that we will allow God to be sovereign and we need to ter- determine that we will have our eyes open to see the things that he is doing so Amen. that we can walk in those ways. Amen. And, um, and that's the challenge that's before us. Absolutely. Well said. So pray for us. Okay. <clears throat> I'm actually going to read, um, somebody Wes, um, who was a great person who um, did word studies on the Bible. And I'm going to read how he put this verse. Now to the one who is able to do beyond all things, super abundantly beyond and over and above those things that we are asking for ourselves and considering. We thank you for this truth, God, and we believe that you are able. And I ask that you would cause us to walk in that belief and to be fully convinced that you are able to do more than we can even think or imagine. We thank you for this time together, and I pray that it would be a blessing. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, I'm Pastor Hank, pastor of Mary Baptist Church, and with me was my home slice, Miss Mona. And I'm glad glad we're back. And um, this is the Mosaic of Marion, and we're so glad you're with us one more time. God bless you guys. See you next week.